It's all about your health, your wellness. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Get healthier, get fit, eat better, have a richer quality of life. Health on the go. Staying well with Melanie Cole, MS. Have you ever had a colonoscopy? Are you afraid to have one? Because I'm here to tell you, along with my guests, that they are easy and something that everybody should do, but we're going to find out when and what's involved. My guest is Dr. Daniel DeMarco. He's the Medical Director of Digestive Disease Technology at Baylor Healthcare System. Welcome to the show, Dr. DeMarco. When should people have their first colonoscopy? Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, having me. And uh, in answer to your question, the first question you asked is, have you ever had a colonoscopy? And I have have to the disclosure that I have. Okay. So your question uh, is, when should someone have one? And the, the answer to that is, is there are standard guidelines that everybody at the age of 50 should have a colonoscopy. They, they, uh, people of African-American descent should have a colonoscopy starting at the age of 45. Because the, the, uh, they tend to be more of uh, uh, more problems found in African-Americans. And so we encourage them to start at the age of 45. Other people, we say uh, the uh, average uh, person, uh, non-African-American, should have uh, their colonoscopy done at the age of 50. If the examination is negative, because your next question is going to be when is the follow-up, a follow-up examination is not needed uh, for another 10 years. And uh, then past the age of 75 or so, we tend to individualize uh, things based on the overall health of the patient. Uh, If uh, you have a positive family history, but it's defined as a person in your family having a colon cancer at an early age, say in their 30s, then you should have your colonoscopy done earlier, of course. So, Okay, so we can see our GI guy, and they'll tell us if we have the family history, we need to make our appointments earlier, have them every 10 years if you have none, starting at the age of 50 if you have no family history. I'm someone with it in my family, so I've already, by the time I'm 50, had five or six colonoscopies. So tell us about the preps that are available today, because it seems, Dr. DeMarco, to me that that's what people are afraid of. They're afraid of that. You, you bet. They don't know what yeah. to expect. Yeah. And, and there's no fun way to, to undergo a, a colon prep. Uh, and, and, there, and certainly you can't do anything else, uh, make any other plans, and certainly can't go out while you're, while you're undergoing the prep. But the, the <laughs> no, prep you is, can't. Is, yeah, the, perhaps you can get some reading done, but that's about it. Uh, the, the prep is, is essential, though. Uh, a colonoscopy without a, a good prep is not a good colonoscopy. Uh, and what the prep consists of is uh, having to drink quite a bit of fluid and an electrolyte solution that will not dehydrate or volume deplete you, but will clean out your system quite well. And over the years, we've undergone uh, some, some changes and improvements in the prep, but it's still no fun to, to have. Originally, we started out with mostly just a saline prep, that is to have people drink uh, salt water. And uh, it would give them diarrhea, and it would clean out the colon quite well, uh, but it also caused problems uh, in patients who, who had uh, poor kidney function or had a tendency to go into congestive heart failure from, from the salt load. And when, you, when you're doing a screening uh, colonoscopy on, uh, on a well patient, you certainly don't want to uh, run the risk of, of making them ill. Um, over the years, uh, probably about 30 years ago, uh, a solution was developed that... Uh, had the electrolytes, but the electrolytes weren't absorbed, 
the sodium wasn't absorbed, and they didn't have the complications of, of uh, kidney problems or, or congestive heart failure. And that solution was originally called Go Lightly, uh, G-O-L-L-Y-T-E-L-Y. And since then, there's been many uh, uh, changes on that uh, solution because it was a large volume to drink, which was the worst. People didn't mind having that. The worst. Trying to, yeah, trying to, to tolerate drinking uh, what was originally six Two gallons. Drink. It was almost It was like a gallon. Yeah. I remember it yeah, being then, like a we, gallon. Yeah, and then we, we cut it back to four liters, which is still a gallon. Uh, and originally it was like a gallon and a half. But um, yeah. uh, it, it, it's a lot to drink, and, and people get chills with it, and, and they get nauseated. It's very hard to tolerate, uh, but it did a good job of clean, cleaning it out. Uh, since then, we've actually, uh, over the past five or ten years, we've developed a, a number of new preps, uh, which are, are a little bit better tolerated. Uh, and uh, uh, they're they're smaller volume, uh, and uh, we've we've gone through uh, different changes in the preps. One of the preps was small volume, but it, it tended to dehydrate you. And so, uh, a couple people in a thousand, or a couple people in ten thousand, really kind of rare, would develop uh, kidney problems. But the the uh, the you know foremost victim is that if you're doing examination screens disease on healthy people you cannot tolerate even one in a ten thousand uh complication so so that prep that, uh, is no longer used uh then there's uh, what we've done is to, instead of having you drink all that at once we have you drink a fair amount to start with and then wait about four hours and drink a fair amount uh later on which is better tolerated and you still get an excellent prep and uh, that's called the split dose prep uh and that's that's been out for a few years and is, is marketed. Unfortunately, it's, it's rather expensive because people are sitting there saying, well, why am I having to pay $135 to have all this uh, illness done? But that's, that's what the going price is for that, that split-dose prep. And, um, and, and that's so, true, and I, am, I know, Dr. DeMarco, that these preps can or cannot be expensive. And for the listeners, you know, think of it positive. It's a nice cleanse, and it, and it also, you lose a pound for a couple of days, it comes right back. <laughs> now, Dr. DeMarco, tell us about the colonoscopy itself, because this is what also people, we don't have a whole lot of time, but this is what people seem to be afraid of, and it's a nothing. You say goodbye to your doctor, and when you wake up, you think you haven't even done it yet. Exactly. Most colonoscopies are done under deep sedation, and uh, people tend to enjoy that. Uh, There's uh, minimal, if any, discomfort, uh, and uh, the procedure itself is something that uh, every gastroenterologist or colorectal surgeon does every day. Uh, And and, uh, it it is a hassle. It does take a day out of of your work, uh, and not to mention the night before. And uh, unfortunately, somebody else has to drive you home because you've been uh, given, you know, sedatives. Uh, and and so it, it actually takes a half a day out of somebody else's uh, work too because they have to drive you home. But the procedure itself has a high success rate, very low complication rate, and saves lives. And that's why these recommend we, you know these recommendations weren't made uh, just because doctors enjoy doing colonoscopy or that patients enjoy having them. They're made to save lives. And the neat thing is that we can find polyps and then remove polyps and not only detect cancer but through Removing precancerous lesions prevent cancer. You know, most uh, uh, screening tools are even like the old pap smear and chest X-rays that they used to do. They were screening to find cancer. Well, we're screening, yeah, to find cancer, but also to prevent it. Uh, and so that's why we make these recommendations so strongly. 
so the, the procedure itself, it, it takes, uh, by the time you enter the hospital, hospital or, or it's an endoscopy center and leave, it probably takes about three hours or so. Uh, but it, it's, it's really quite uh, painless, done under sedation by skilled doctors, uh, and uh, um, it, it is uh, really not a problem. And most people feel better afterwards. And we only have about a minute, not even left, Dr. DeMarco, but sometimes we hear from listeners, are there any alternatives to colonoscopy? Is the virtual one worth it? We don't have a lot of time, but what do you think about some sure. of the alternatives? Yeah, I'll be quick. Virtual uh, colonoscopy is a CAT scan, and it's good at detecting pulse. doesn't take them out, and you need to take the prep anyway. So you might as well uh, get an exam done where you can remove the, the precancerous lesion rather than just kind of find it on a CAT scan. So virtual, uh, and virtual uh, CAT scans are not done with sedation, and it's uh, quite uncomfortable. Uh, and there are other alternatives, but nothing beats a colonoscopy for preventing cancer and saving lives. Well, absolutely, the best message really is that a colonoscopy can save your life starting at age 50 for men and women, unless you have a family history, in which case talk to your internist and then your gastroenterologist. Have your colonoscopy. It is a good cleanse. The prep is not as bad as you might think. There are ways to make it a little bit more pleasant for yourself, so just do it. It's not that big a deal. You're listening to Radio MD. This is Melanie Cole. We're all getting our colonoscopies. Thanks for listening and stay well.